What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? Kyle Thumb here, solar growth number 21. I'm exhausted. I've been on Zooms all day long, but um, majority, the longest Zoom uh, was with today's podcast uh, guest, uh, Donnie Kinser, um, and he is uh, well-rounded. He's an incredible door knocker. Um, he is always an incredible mindset, good manager, and he's just a, a solar pro that uh, is sharing his knowledge and helping a lot of people to crush it. Um, and, and we talk about a lot of fun stuff, um, including uh, my new flip phone, uh, which if you want to know why I have a flip phone, you'll have to watch the podcast. So uh, without any further ado, here we go. Solar growth number 21. <clears throat> All right. And we are recording. What's up, Donnie? This is uh, uh, Donnie Kinzer. This is solar growth podcast number 21. Obviously, I'm Kyle Thumb, but Donnie is a guy who I've uh, I've seen uh, on Facebook and he he posts uh, I call him Knowledge Bombs, but he also is an entertaining guy to watch some of his videos. So uh, I wanted to have him on here, see if he could uh, share about his experiences and his value. So Donnie, uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me, man. I, I'm excited to start getting on these different podcasts and talking to people about different things. I think most people in the solar industry are trying to figure out the holy grail of what the pitch is from what it seems like. Um, I take things a little bit different of, of an approach and, and try to teach people more about the mental aspects of the, the solar industry for sure. Very cool. Yeah. I think, um, I think mental is key. I think there's a lot of stuff that, uh, people come into this industry and they, they hear all the good things and they don't realize the amount of work, not only obviously on your business, but also on yourself, on your skills that is required for you to be successful. They just kind of come in, they hear all these good things, and then maybe they struggle, which is a little bit more challenging. Um, so that's, that's cool. So tell me about, uh, like, what do you mean specifically about the, the mental side of things? So more so the mental uh, emotional roller coaster that you get on when you have like a really solid deal that you just closed and it's an A1 and you're like, damn, that feels good. That commission check's gonna hit big. And then all of a sudden they give you a call that next morning at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. And they're like, hey, Donnie, we really appreciate working with you. That presentation was fantastic. But just right now we talked about it and solar's not a good fit for us and our family. And if we decide to go solar, we're definitely going to give you a call. And you just go from this high, high, high down to this basically ground zero and you have to start over again. And it, it happens at the beginning of your day. And it always happens at the beginning of your day because that's the first thing on somebody's mind as soon as they wake up is that I need to talk to the solar guy, right? I need to cancel the solar deal before anything else today. And so that, that does kind of put a damper on some people's day. I mean, sometimes that'll, that'll completely crush somebody if they have a you know, five-figure chargeback. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, um, it's rough. I think, what's the, the expression, don't count your chickens before they hatch, obviously. Um, but understanding that's just kind of part of the game, right? People are 
I mean, solar, one of the things that we, I think maybe sometimes we, we disregard is solar is a big purchase. Like, I don't care if you have great financing. I don't care if your monthly payments cheaper, like committing to something like that is uh, a big, big thing for, uh, the, the big thing for homeowners. And, uh, I think, uh, that's something that is probably common, but we have to do everything, um, ahead of time to make sure that that doesn't happen. So what, what kind of things do you think are crucial to kind of limit um, the amount of cancellations like that that you get? Um, the biggest thing that I saw was just leaving information with the homeowner to understand what the process is after we're done sitting together. So what I found is my cancellation rate when I first got into the industry was probably 20, 30%. Like it was high. Like I would get people on this crazy high emotional roller coaster. They're amped up to go solar. I'm amped up to work with them. And then all of a sudden they start thinking logically and they start understanding that it's a 25 year loan or 20 year loan or 15 year loan. And that this time frame that they have, especially if they're older, this time frame that they have to pay it off seems much greater. So their action threshold is much lower. Right. And so they're like, I'm just paying my bill now. That's easy. I don't have to think about it. If it goes up to three, 400 bucks, so will my income, hopefully. Right. If I take out this 35, 40, 45, sometimes 70, $80,000 loan, who knows when I'm going to pay that off. And if I die, my spouse is stuck. That's where the fear comes from. Right. So to answer yeah. a little better, getting them straight lined, uh, Jordan Belfort straight line definitely helped out a lot. That book, uh, just getting people on a straight line where it's not too emotional, not too logical. This is what it is. Makes a lot of sense. It's a no brainer. The next step in site survey after that permitting, you're not done with just me. And so I think that's where my, my cancellation rate went from 20 to 30%, probably, you know, three to 5%. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, think about the, I mean, just those numbers in itself. And obviously as you get better, I'm sure your volume is going up as well. So I mean, that's a significant difference, but that's like, uh, that's the difference between three extra deals per month that would cancel that otherwise aren't, you know, um, that's the difference between having four cancellations a month and having one cancellation every two months or something like that. Um, uh, but the, I love what you mentioned Jordan Belfort's straight line system, which I, I think is, super super it's been a while since i read that book um, but i loved it and when we're crafting our scripts and obviously as we become more comfortable maybe we rely on our scripts less and less because we just kind of are able to you know go with the flow but it's all about keeping them on track with whatever our objective is for that specific call yeah, so that's the that's the thing is that they they want to say, oh, but what about this? Oh, but what about this? Oh, what about they? If they, it's all about control of the conversation. Uh, this is one of the huge things that, especially when you're setting appointments, is they just want to know ah, how much does it cost. And obviously, we can't just say, oh, it costs forty thousand dollars because if you say that right off the bat, uh, oh, you're going to have a very hard time booking an appointment, and you haven't had any opportunity to build any value whatsoever. So keeping them on your path and keeping yourself in control. Um, one of the things that you, uh, I, there's another video actually that I made that was kind of talking about what you're talking about, which is decreasing cancellations by mapping the customer's journey. And so what that means is like, it does, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical map, but it can be, and it's cool if it is. Um, but basically telling them like, look, man, this is where we are. 
this is where we're this is where you're signing the contract you know, where the next steps are going to be this we're gonna have someone come by do a site survey the next steps are this um, so and then the, obviously everything through the install and then even after the install you can have like a little thing that's like showing them the the treasure at the end of the road which is oh look you're gonna be this is gonna be your new monthly payment you're gonna be getting this much cash back and with that funds you can do this thing that we specifically talked about um, so yeah, hundred percent. I think that's the biggest thing for decreasing cancellations is just making sure that they understand what is happening. Because if they don't know what's coming next, that is where that fear kind of comes in. Correct. Fear of the unknown is what we call it, right? Yeah, fear of the unknown, hundred percent. So, uh, where are you located at? We're actually here in Southern Colorado, Pueblo specifically. So we were up in Denver, and then I moved my family down here to Pueblo, where I'm actually from. Okay, very cool. Colorado's uh, beautiful. I'm actually over here in Utah, so we're neighbors, kind of. Um, okay, yeah. Very cool. So do you, uh, what, what is your, like, I guess with right now, kind of everyone seems like they have sold virtual, but what do you prefer virtual or do you prefer to do in person? I prefer in person 100% just because you don't have those lag times. You don't have to worry about them setting up the meeting or you getting the meeting with them, emails and all this other stuff. I can just go to their house, show up. Um, the, the biggest thing for me is, is tonality and body language. So I'm, I'm a, kind of an exciting kind of guy as far as how I speak when I'm with the client. I don't want to get people on an emotional roller coaster too much to where they're, they're excited more about me than they are the project. But I like to be able to build relationships with my clients on a marketing level to where they, they understand that I'm a professional but we can also understand that this isn't that big of a deal like it is on a financial aspect. And I want to make sure that's very clear, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a purchase. Like it would be a car. It's more of a saving. It's more of a smart, no brainer move. We're basically taking your old house and modernizing it. And I just want to be the guy that's going to create that relationship. So you'll invite over your neighbors. You'll give me referrals. You'll tell everybody that you know about me. That way my ad spend is basically nothing. So that's, that's what I prefer. Yeah, I, I think uh, in-home is so – there's a lot of stuff from a sales aspect that is very hard with virtual. And as much as there's a lot of people that are crushing it right now with virtual, it's just different. And I don't think even if you took the best virtual person, I don't think their closing numbers and their percentages would be anywhere close to the closing of in-person. Um, but the obviously virtual can handle more appointments. Um, but I, I do think, especially for, like you said, building that relationship, which is going to lead to longer term health of your business because you're going to be getting th those referrals. Um, we're very lucky, man, to be in such an industry where it's like, we can literally just tell people like, look, we're, we're going to, we can show you the numbers. We can give you like a rundown of exactly, uh, like how it's going to affect you and your monthly bills. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. But most of the time it does. And uh, like I said, I, I say this probably almost every podcast, we're just so lucky to be in such a great industry. Um, what industry did you come from or come from before solar and how long have you been in solar? Yeah. So I haven't been in solar actually that long. Um, I started out with impact energy down here in Southern Colorado, and then we did it up in Denver. That didn't really work out as far as a partnership goes, but then I started uh, working for my buddy who I went to high school with who started a solar company. I didn't even know he was in Denver. And so he reached out and I started working for him and I was basically just a district manager being spoon-fed leads from the canvassing team. And I kind of just fell in love with it and learned everything from A to Z and, and took the knowledge that I had and started investing in other people around me, training them how to either knock doors, how to sell, how to understand solar, um, I've even taken homeowners and put them into the solar industry, which is crazy, you know, 
uh, like you had mentioned, it's a great industry to be in. And there's just so much money that it makes sense for a lot of families who need it. So, so what did you do before solar? So, yeah. So before that, um, I worked at sleep number, so I was in mattress sales. Oh, very cool. Well, there you go. See, like, that's a good example because, uh, people know I was a fitness manager, a personal trainer. Um, uh, and, uh, there's something that just never, it was hard for me to really put value in like personal training because I myself couldn't afford to pay someone like 150 bucks an hour to work out with me. So it was kind of hard for me to kind of wrap my head around. And obviously you have to, there isn't a financial return on investment. Obviously their health is a return on investment, but it's just different. And that's the thing I love about solar is that it's just so, I mean, a lot of time it's so easy for sure. Um, mattress sales. So were you like one of the people that was actually in the store? Like how, what, what did your daily job kind of look like? Oh yeah. So I was actually one of the top reps that worked for sleep number. So uh, shout out to them. Fantastic beds. I'll never sleep on anything other than sleep number. Um, I recommend everybody who has problems sleeping to get one. They're the bed of the future, but we were averaging $5,800 a unit, man. And that kind of price point for a bed for most people. I mean, my, my grandma comes from Mexico, like Guadalajara, right? So she, she had a dirt floor, right? So when you're talking about a $5,800 bed, I mean, you're not talking about what our families are talking about, right? We're talking about two, three hundred dollar hand-me-down beds that have been passed around for 10, 15 years, right? So um, that kind of culture shock for me in itself was I can't sell out of my own pocket. And you had mentioned that solar is a high ticket item. Um, when you're looking at sales in general, my daily life, uh, as far as being on the floor in mattress sales, was exactly how it is in, in the, the sleep, uh, sleep number industry is how it was in the solar industry. So the only thing that changed was instead of my clients coming to me, I went to my clients, which made it so much easier because my day went from eight hours to three or four hours. And I was meeting more clients in that three or four hour span. than if I was waiting at the store, waiting for people to come to me, so I can actually go out, I can knock on their door and be like, Hey man, why haven't you gone solar yet? And they're like, cause you haven't knocked on my door yet. And I'm like, well, cool. Here I am. Let's make it happen. Right. And it's literally that simple. I, I don't have to wait eight hours for you to come into my store. See, that's, that's interesting. What I love about that is it's your mindset because some people would look at it the other way where like solar is tougher because you have to go find people. They don't just come to you. Right. And, yeah. and you look at it as obviously with a positive outlook. So let me ask you this. Do you think you could knock doors and sell a mattress? 100%. I love sleep number. And the reason why I had so much success selling sleep number was because I love it so much. Um, my dad has a, a, a broke back, broke neck. He sleeps terribly bottom of sleep number. He sleeps like 12, 15 hours sometimes because he can't get out of bed. He just like loves his mattress so much. So it, it you know, like it's, it's quality sleep. But for me, if I go to your house and, and you're telling me that your back hurts, you have all kinds of inflammation, your, your wife's yelling at you cause she can't sleep. You guys toss and turn. I'm going to have your solution. It's as easy as selling solar. Honestly. That's so cool, man. There's yeah. a, there's a, like a, we could make a video series about that or something where, uh, door, like for door to door training, where you go to door to door and try to sell, uh, unusual products and see how a good salesman is able to do it. That's, that's awesome. That would be interesting actually. It would be, I mean, it would be fun. Uh, it'd be, I think it'd be fun to see the homeowner's reactions because right. they see, they see a person come to the door and they're like, Oh, it's another solar guy. It's another pest control. It's another, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the most common are, but then you're like, Oh, Hey, how's your mattress treating you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we actually you, joked around about that at Sleep Number. We're like, why don't we do the door to door to door sales with this? Like, everybody needs a mattress, and these things last forever. I was like, why don't we just go sell them door to door? Like, why are we waiting for people to come to us? Well, that's you know, kind of what um, 
those people do with vacuums. I think it's Kirby. I, I yep. don't know what it is, but the vacuum, like that's, I mean, it's low, it's lower. It's probably, I think they sell like $1,500, $2,000 vacuums or something. Too much for a vacuum in my opinion. But then again, it, it, once again, it's all about the quality. And if you have someone that appreciates that and understands that and isn't a slob like I am, then uh, they can uh, definitely justify it. Uh, I, I shouldn't say a slob. I'm not, I have to work to be organized and clean. So it's yep. not something that uh, comes naturally to me, I should say. But then again, maybe that's, see, a good salesman would tell me that's the reason why I should buy a nice vacuum because it's going to make my life a lot easier. I don't have to spend as much time. Um, mm. Cool. So interesting, man. I love that uh, you came from a vacuum. That's the first time I think I've ever talked to someone that came, for, or sorry, the vacuum from the from a selling beds to selling solar. Um, when, yeah, so when Real you quick, sold... just to interject, oh, I apologize. Um, oh, part, part, of the, part of the story also is, uh, you know, for a lot of people who are looking to get into the door-to-door -door industry or even solar industry in general, um, when I was at Sleep Number, my girlfriend was six months pregnant before I decided to leave my job. And so, I, you know, having a high income and then deciding to basically quit my job and go into the solar industry to knock doors, um, pretty, pretty culture shock as well. Uh, but for anybody that's even considering it, I recommend just do it because the other side of it is, again, freedom, what you have on the backboard there. It's like if yeah. you have the discipline to knock the doors, if you have the discipline to follow up with your customers and manage the projects and do your job, the freedom is the other side of that. And you're not tied to a building. You're self-employed. You have no, no restraints. Amen, man. I was talking to someone about that to, earlier today, which was I – like I have discipline equals freedom. Shout out to, to Jocko Williams, all his books. I, I read them all the time. Um, and because that's one of the things that I, I struggle with and that I, I'm always working on. Because when I was younger, I had like absolutely no discipline except when it came to going to the gym. And that was only because I had like five scoops of pre-workout or whatever. Um, and developing discipline is what is kind of the key to everything. And obviously, if you have are able to do that, then you're really going to find success eventually it might take time you might fail but you, you'll get through to it um what was what what's like a common objection to a mattress sale price i would assume is that the most common um no honestly price wasn't that big of an objection just because like mattresses are pretty pricey now like if you look at purple with their adjustability and everything you're going to spend five six thousand bucks if you look at tempur-pedic six, seven, 8,000. So sleep number, I mean, you're just talking about a high end mattress. You know what I mean? Um, biggest objection I would say is like we're shopping around or the sale is going to get better. People are always like trying to value shop uh, or like not, not value shop. They're trying to always like price shop. And so I had to overcome price tremendous amount of times because sleep number doesn't give the option to discount thing like mattress firm or any other mattress store could. Uh, sleep number they're like this is our price and there's no wiggle room like not even 100 200 bucks like no free pillow no nothing yeah um yeah. well it has to do with once again it goes back to what you were talking about with customers coming to you right Correct. and so i'm an online marketing guy and so comparing it like looking at it from an online mar like an online marketing for example when you go to google and you're using google ads you do get higher quality people because they're looking for solar if you do your ads right 
or if you do ads to target those people that are looking for solar. Um, and those people that are looking are much more likely to be price shoppers, but they're also um, much more likely to be obviously in the lower end of the, uh, closer to, to a close where there's less work involved to get them there. Um, and that's kind of the difference is because when they're coming to your store, obviously they want a bed. Um, right. At that point, they're, they're, they're going to get a bed probably within the next six months, I would assume, if they're in a mattress store. Um, and it's just a matter of trying to find the right time or to get the best deal. And uh, that's something that you do encounter a lot. But that's one of the great things about door knocking or um, social media ads is that you're able to kind of interrupt people, get them at least intrigued enough so that you can just kind of start to educate them and then start your pitch before they ever even think about talking to anybody else. Yeah, correct. I think that the biggest thing most people need to overcome uh, mentally when I talk about the mental aspect of the solar industry is the fact that there's so many ways that you can dice a lead. Like you can get it from anywhere. I mean, you, I, I posted a meme on a group on Facebook that has nothing to do with anything. Like it's just a random uh, crap posting page that I follow. And I literally just posted like a energy bill meme and somebody reached out and they were like, Hey, like you sell solar in Colorado. And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, my energy bill is 400 bucks a month. What would it be for solar? And we, we sold them a 13 kilowatt over a Facebook. Meeting. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's ridiculous how the industry can work, especially with COVID right now. Like people are okay with having a Zoom meeting. You know, I, I, you can close a 20, 30 kilowatt over a Zoom call without even wearing pants. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't numbers without pants. You, you can't. <laughs> that That <laughs> is true. Well, I mean, now that would be interesting trying to sell a bed or now see now i'm thinking about selling beds through a zoom meeting that would be hey. you could actually do the zoom meeting from like sitting in a one of the beds yeah so you could actually go like this and uh we can get this delivered to you but it'll be no one will have ever laid in your bed brand new um that would be interesting. sorry i don't know why i think i'm so fascinated with the the mattress industry i guess it's because i've never really um thought about that because like i feel like when i talk to people in the solar industry there's a lot of fields that people come from yeah. like alarms security is a huge one um yeah. and because it's very similar um but mattresses is one but I, I feel like there's there's truth to the fact that i mean if you as you generate sales skills no matter where it is that's gonna help you translate obviously you have to become educated about the product but the this, the the basis and everything's the same and i always like to tell people's uh I would, if you can sell if you can sell mattresses you're gonna have you're gonna kick ass at selling solar um, yeah. like that's, that's kind of my, my philosophy just cause I love this industry so much. And because at least for the next couple of years, I mean, this, we're still really, it's just such an awesome opportunity right now for all of us. Um, you mentioned that you, uh, your family is originally from Mexico. Is that correct? Well, my grandma is, so okay. I, I don't really know where my grandpa's from actually, but. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on, maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.